Good evening. It is time for today's Tax Talk Up. Uh, I am your host. I'm attorney Stephen Leahy. It is Wednesday. Um, no, it's not Wednesday. It's it's Crypto Tuesday. Matter of fact, it's Crypto Tuesday, uh, August 16th, the year of our Lord, 2022. And uh, Joe Biden signed the Inflation Reduction Act. <laughs> I don't know. Every time I say that, it makes me laugh since it's, it doesn't do anything what it's supposed to. But anyway, he signed it today. And there are some things for crypto uh, people, the digital assets, it's in there. Uh, you know, and uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, won't you join us? Uh-oh. It is Crypto Tuesday. Uh, so thanks so much for joining us. Again, I, I did mention that Joe Biden has signed the Inflation Reduction Act. <laughs> Again, it just makes me laugh. Um, because it does not reduce inflation. And uh, it's it's kind of opposite of that. But they come up with these names and they're going to call it that. And that's what they're going to call it. And that's that's their story and they're going to stick to it. But there's there is things in that act that have to do with crypto, actually what they call digital assets. Remember, we talked about this, that they're changing the 1040 form again this year. And they're uh, changing a virtual currency to digital assets. So they're changing the term again, the IRS's uh, and the description. And that means that the whole government is making a change uh, in, into concentrating on not regulating cryptocurrencies, not regulating virtual currencies, but regulating digital assets. And so that's uh, what that's what the stories are today. And we're going to read a couple about them. What's in the Inflation Reduction Act, <laughs> and uh, um, you know how does it going to affect it? But first, like we do in most uh, Tuesdays, is we're going to talk. We're going to look at the market. So let us do that. We will. Look at the market. So here we go to our favorite site, uh, coinflip.tech. And uh, we see that Bitcoin's uh, down for the day. Uh, Ethereum's down for the day. Uh, Litecoin is a little bit up for the day. Here's the seven-day average for Bitcoin. It, uh, kind of a, it's kind of been an up, up week, really. They had a good beginning of the week last week or middle of the week kind of evened off since now there's a big story let's see if we can get this here's a kind of mimic each other as i mentioned here's a story though uh bitcoin reaches twenty five thousand in the worst is the worst over for crypto um let's go back to the to the uh it doesn't show because i don't think it's i don't think it closed at twenty five thousand it just it did reach over twenty five thousand and now uh it's it's under twenty four thousand you know, so 25 was this psychological uh, uh, barrier that, you know, if, if we could reach that, maybe that is going to turn around. Uh, it did reach it, but it didn't hold. So we needed to hold above 25,000 for people to, you know, as the, uh, you know, as the floor instead of the ceiling. So uh, anyway, that's what that's what's happening. Uh, I can I, I can talk a little bit about this. Um 
crypto market set sentiment is the most optimistic it's been since April. Bitcoin briefly reached 25,135, but it could not hold above 25,000. And crypto still has a lot of hurdles to overcome before we can talk about a recovery. And they talk about the recent gains is the worst for crypto over. Breaking 25,000 is positive news, but Bitcoin has a long way to go before it reclaims last year's highs of 68,000. It's also worth noting that Bitcoin couldn't hold above 25,000. It's currently trading at around 24, actually a little bit less now. We need to see Bitcoin hold above 25,000 or even higher before we could start talking about a recovery. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So here's the story we're going to talk about today. What the Inflation Reduction Act, <laughs> again, makes me laugh every time, means for cryptocurrency regulation. As part of the act, the IRS is receiving an allocation of approximately $80 billion over the next 10 years. $80 billion. For the crypto industry, many are looking for 2022 to be the year of comprehensive regulatory and le legislative clarity regarding crypto assets in the United States. Indeed, President Bit Biden's executive order earlier this year actually mandated and directed federal agencies to provide this kind of clear, ordered, and meaningful guidance, because that's what the government does best. We've seen it in the past that parts and pieces of the legislation that would that most would be would not consider crypto focused sometimes actually contain very meaningful laws affecting the crypto ecosystem. For instance, the Infrastructure Act signed into law last year has changes in it, the definition of a broker that will fundam fundamentally mandate tax information reporting for many companies involving the transacting of crypto. Now, yet another piece of legislation has appeared in the headlines that would not appear to involve crypto assets, but actually does. The Senate has now passed the Inflation Reduction Act, <laughs> which has a number of sweeping changes in a wide variety of areas of the federal government, including the Internal Revenue Service. As part of the act, the IRS is receiving an allocation of approximately $80 billion over the next 10 years. To put that in perspective, the IRS yearly budget is approximately $12.6 billion. Well, they're leaving out some money because it's almost, it's about $14 billion with other monies that the IRS gets for 2022. So $14 billion. So this represents almost a 75% uh, increase of a yearly basis. Simply put, a tremendous increase in spending on IRS operations and activities. In terms of uses for the billions of dollars, you might ask what is the IRS going to use the funding for? The answer is that the largest amount of funding will be going towards the efforts of compliance and enforcement. Audits. That could mean greatly increase the level of the number of audits performed and the number of audit candidates pursued by the service. Only $400,000 or more. Yeah, right. Here is an excerpt from the uh, relevant section from the Act describing the IRS activities for the $80 billion. One very interesting item to note in this section is the explicit call for call out for digital asset monitoring and compliance activities. In short, crypto enforcement. Uh, small to to enforcement for necessary expenses for tax enforcement activities of the Internal Revenue Service to determine and collect owed taxes, to provide legal and litigation support, to conduct criminal investigations, including investigative technology, to provide digital asset monitoring and compliance activities. 
How and when these derivative directives get implemented still remains to be seen. However, with this amount of funding and the naming of the digital assets in the Act, it seems clear that individuals and institutional investors alike need to be more certain about all tax obligations relating to their digital asset activities. Makes sense. Did you know that the Inflation Reduction Act <laughs> had that in it? I don't think most people did. Okay, I don't think most people did. So, um, so here's a Forbes article. You know, I like that they have they do a good job of tax reporting. What the IRS funding in the in the Inflation Reduction Act <laughs> means for taxpayers. The race to pass the Inflation Reduction Act. <laughs> is on, and while there's plenty of at stake for some corporate taxpayers and those in the energy space in particular, the financial stakes are also high for the IRS. There is almost $80 billion in appropriations for the IRS to put toward taxpayer services and enforcement specified in the bill, nearly all of which will be available until 2020, uh, 2031. To contextualize the proposed appropriations amount, the IRS had an actual expenditures of $13.7 billion in fiscal 2021. As I mentioned, it's higher than $14 billion this year. That included supplemental funding so that the agency could handle COVID-19-related expenses. And uh, they gave the, the IRS actually a billion dollars earlier this year to increase for the for because they're behind in everything to help the... Uh, Whatever they're again to, to process those returns that need to be processed, an increase that averages out to, to roughly eight point nine billion dollars per year would represent a significant boost to the agency's budget. However, the relative bounty for the IRS in HR fifty three seventy six comes with con some congressional direction. Part three of of the bill spells out it's not a bill any longer; it's now the law. Out the specific allegation allocations to the IRS to enhance the agency's resources and improve compliance efforts. The breakdown is as follows. Taxpayer services, $3.1 billion. Enforcement. Enforcement, $45.637 billion. Operations support, $25 billion. Business systems moderation, modernization, $4.7. Uh, task force to design free Direct e-file system, $15 million. This is what uh, Elizabeth Warren was asking for. We reported on in the show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the $15 million, just to figure out how, what we should do, doesn't really do anything. It's, it's, it's to create a, a report, $15 million. Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration, $403 million. Treasury Office of Tax Policy, $104 million. Tax Court, $153 million. Treasury Departmental Offices for Oversight and implement, Implementation Support to help the IRS implement the IRA. It, that's the IRA is the uh, is the Inflation Reduction Act. <laughs> Total seventy nine billion six hundred twenty one million five hundred thirty three thousand eight hundred and three dollars. Enforcement is the biggest line item, and it's the one of the the law drafters hope will. Hope, help support the revenue estimate of $124 billion in increased collections over the 10-year budget window. $124 billion, that's $12 billion a year. They're going to spend $8 billion to get it. At what cost? You know, we, I've I think we talked, we did talk about the, that, the, that law yesterday. And we, I pointed out some of the 
articles say 124 billion here because that's the official line. Some some articles will say no, no, the IRS will going to get 200 billion, and the others are saying no, no, it's 400 billion. We saw one article yesterday telling us it's going to be 700 billion, maybe a trillion. It's it's all conjecture, and it's the higher the the number goes higher, the more they want to tell you what a great thing this is. The bill is fairly vague on expectations for the IRS's spending with the increasing enforcement budget. It lists necessary expenses for tax enforcement activities, as well as legal and litigation support uh, and enforcement of criminal statutes regarding tax law violations. The bill also specifies digital asset monitoring and compliance activities and investigative technology for use in criminal investigations as items on which the IRS could should spend the money. Um, The IRS has been working on digital asset compliance for years, but an infusion of funds could allow the agency to rather significantly step up its efforts as well as its criminal investigations. The IRS explained in March, uh, in the March fact sheet, that today the IRS Criminal Investigation Division currently devotes only about 6% of its investigative time to to cyber crimes or cryptocurrency. So it is just scratching the surface of the amount of criminal activity that is being detected. So are they saying that they know that there's criminal activity, but they didn't they didn't um, pursue it because they didn't have the money? I find that hard to believe. The next largest proposed line item is for operation support, which encompasses all the mundane elements of running a big federal agency, like rents, facility costs, and vehicles that generally don't affect taxpayers directly. But the law specifies that the IRS can use this allocated amount for information technology development, enhancement enhancement, operations, maintenance, and security. The IRS's technical woes are well documented and and can have a concrete effect on taxpayers. So this dedicated amount should help uh, some of those deficiencies. The item for business systems modernization could have a similar salutary effect on customer service because the bill stipulates that it must be spent on technology to provide a more personalized customer service and not used for an operation or maintenance of, of legacy systems. Well, we needed the, the, the legacy systems to be maintained. Most of the items on the, of the law instructs the IRS to spend its allocations, give the uh, spend its allocations, give the agency until 2031 to incur the expense. Not so the allocation for a task force on developing the IRS uh, run-free direct e-file tax system. That's the Elizabeth Warren thing that we talked about last week, I believe. Under the bill, the IRS has nine months to set up a task force to produce a a report on how it would create and operate a free direct e-file system, including what the system would cost to administer. The details of what would be included in the system will presumably be part of the report, and those details will matter. One item of the law contemplates is the differential coverage based on taxpayer-adjusted gross income and return complexity. Part of the report would feature taxpayer opinions, exceptions, and level of trust based on surveys for such a free direct e-file system. So there would be, so there would be some consultation of taxpayers uh, before any changes are implemented. Yeah. Right. That's appropriate because depending on its particular particulars, an IRS-run direct e-file system could represent a significant, it shouldn't say could, does represent a significant change in the relationship between taxpayers and the tax system. The law-authorized study would be a major development. Excuse me. <clears throat> 
for tax administration. But it's not a novel idea. It was included in last year's Build Back Better plan. All of this was included in last year's Build Back Better plan. Unbelievable. I don't know what. Not sure where uh, where all this comes from. Of course, this is what they've been pushing on for years. This all of this the the client the uh, Green New Deal stuff. You know the advancement of the IRS. The the it's just an a, it's it's a problem. Okay, in my mind, all we're doing is hire. I would say, what free people would do, would devise an agency like the IRS, or what free people would do the TSA? Who who would do that? And yet we're going to double the size. We're going to give them more power than ever. Does that make sense to you? It doesn't to me. Not given the the where we are today, and the the trust in government, the trust in the IRS. I don't know. I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But anyway, that's what they're doing, and and it's my job to report it. <laughs> I don't have to like it, but I have but I have to report it. So that's what we're doing. And so thanks so much for joining us. I ask you to like and subscribe, like and subscribe, but we need your help. I need you to get this this information out. So please like and subscribe. Remember, if you're fighting the IRS, if you owe the IRS money and you don't know what to do, first thing you should do is get a copy of my book, Deal With Your IRS Problem Today. Go to freeirsbook.com, freeirsbook.com. I'm going to ask you to pay for the shipping and handling, but everything else is free. The book is free. All of the reports, free reports and bonus reports are there. That's all free too. So go to freeirsbook.com. Get your free copy of Deal With Your IRS Problem Today. So thanks so much for for, uh, following us here today. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, We'll be here back tomorrow, and I hope you're here with us. Until then, uh, enjoy the Inflation Reduction Act. (laughs) It's always making me laugh. Okay, out.